Good morning, everyone. Um, so, as you're well aware, this is our family service, and I think what Neil shared before communion there um, continues on into this time that we have together. We really value family, we value all ages um, within the room, and so it might be a bit noisier this morning, it might be a little bit more chaotic, but our kids are going to be part of the service, and so we've kind of catered it for that. So if you can remember back to the start of July, um, Lila kind of kicked off our summer talking about rest and retreat and the importance of prioritizing that. And she challenged us to think about how we could cater our summer to prioritizing rest and retreat. And so rest and retreat, as we all know, are really important, but I'm sure many of us in this room could hold their hand up and say that we're not very good at prioritizing it, particularly when it comes to ourselves. We're great at giving other people that advice, but maybe not so good at following ourselves. But hopefully this summer you found some time where you could take a bit of space, uh, where you could find a bit of rest, and where you could even just find a bit of change in your normal rhythm. So a lot of us were off school, some of us had time off work, um, and hopefully that made a little bit of space in your schedule just to rest a little bit more um, than normal. But maybe some of you didn't. Maybe summer felt a bit more chaotic than normal. Even with the change in your schedule, it felt busier or different, or it's just not felt like a season of rest. And so whatever your summers looked like so far, I want us to think this morning about the idea of peace. And as we go into this new season, what it could look like for us to protect the peace that God has given us. So for the months leading up to summer, we have been spending time in the book of Ephesians. Um, and so not only here um, as adults, but also us up in Rock, we've been learning um, about God through the book of Ephesians. So we're going to just dip back into the Ephesians briefly this morning. Um, and so one of the things that we do in Rock, I'm hoping, kids, that you're going to help me teach the adults a few things. Um, so one of the things that we do in Rock is that we like to revisit what we learned before um, and just refresh our memory about... Um, about what we've been learning about. And so I know Ephesians was a while back. We've almost two months of the summer come in. So we're going to help, hopefully kids, you're going to help me remind all the adults all about the book of Ephesians. So if the technology works, we're going to have a little whiteboard up on the screen. Let's see, we're getting there. Ta-da! <laughs> um, okay, so up in Rock, we have a lovely big whiteboard on the wall that we use, and I always start off and we write the word Ephesians up there. And so can anybody tell me what Ephesians is? Yeah, Peter? A letter. A letter. Well done, Peter. So let's add that in. So a letter. Oh. Sorry about the writing. So it's a letter. What else do we know? Yeah. Written by Paul, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter, so we'll put him in prison. <laughs> so Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter, absolutely. Anything else that we know about Ephesians? So we know it's a letter, and where do we find that letter? Yeah, Jada. Yeah, from Paul, in the Bible. And what part of the Bible, Jada, do you remember? The New Testament, yes. So it's in, we'll go over here. So it's a Bible. And the New Testament. Oh, sorry. Make that a T. <laughs> um, 
So it's a, it's a letter in the New Testament. We find it in the Bible. Uh, what else do we know about Ephesians? It's not just a letter. Jesus is a place. Uh, sorry. And a people. Um, so we know letter, place, and people. And so Paul was writing to this group of people called the Ephesians who lived in a place called Ephesus. And what is this letter all about? What was Paul writing all about? Yep. Yeah. God, absolutely. So it's all about God and all about who? Us, yeah, and who are we? What were you going to say, Jada? Were you going to say us as well? Yeah, so it's all about us and we are God's children, children? family, yeah, so all about God's family. And how we can grow up with God and how we can learn more about him. And does anybody remember, remember when we watched the Encanto videos, what did we learn about God through that? What does he give us? Yeah. Miracles. And what else? Another word beginning with G. Yeah. Gifts. Yeah. So God gives us miracles and he gives us gifts and he likes to use, he uses his church to share God's goodness throughout the world through his gifts that he gives us. Great, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, super. So we'll stop that. Thank you, Joshua. Um, so yeah, so I think we've covered, we've given ourselves, we've reminded ourselves what Ephesians is all about. It's all about how we can learn what God, who God wants us to be. Sophia and Jada are going to help me and they're going to read this morning's uh, Bible verse for us. So it's found in Ephesians chapter 6 and starting at verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so you will be so that you will be able to the, to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the pace that comes for the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the, the fiery arrows of, devil, of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is 
for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for, for him as I should. Thank you so much, girls. Thank you. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Great job. Thank you so much. Um, so I said at the start we're going to be thinking about peace. And from the passage that we just read, what item were we told to put on that involved peace? Yep. Shoes. Yes, we were to put on our feet. For shoes put on peace that comes from God, from the good news, that you will be fully prepared. Other versions say, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So what does gospel mean? Gospel means good news. And what is this good news that we're talking about? It's not just a good story, but it's the greatest story ever told. It's the story of Jesus' birth, of his life, of his death, and the most amazing part of his resurrection. And because of this, because of what Jesus did for us, we can be reunited with God. We can be at peace with him. Throughout the Bible, and especially in the New Testament, peace is talked about a lot. Philippians 4.7 says, By prayer and petition, in every situation, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. John 14.27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, most of the New Testament was originally written in a different language. It was written in the language of ancient Greek. And so that means that many clever people had to spend lots of time translating the Bible so that people like us could read it in our own language and that we would be able to understand it. But sometimes the challenge when that happens is that there's not an exact word that means the same thing in both languages. And so peace, the word peace is a little bit like that. Peace can be used in different ways. Have you ever been told to give somebody peace? <laughs> yeah, I probably have, yep. <laughs> um, and it, when somebody says, give me peace, what do they mean? They want some quiet. They want to not be bothered for a minute. Um, and I don't know if any of you have the book um, about the large family that's called Five Minutes Peace, the family of elephants. And all the mum wants throughout the book, all she wants is just five minutes peace so that she doesn't have somebody shouting her name. She doesn't have somebody pulling at her shirt to get her attention. She just wants five minutes of peace. Um, and so that's one way the word peace can be used. Sometimes it means tranquility, it means quietness, it means silence. Sometimes the word peace means lack of chaos or lack of war or lack of fighting or trouble. And actually Paul also uses the word peace a lot in his letters and he uses it to greet people. He greets people um, with the peace of God. And in the passage we're looking at today, Paul talks about the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace which we said is the good news that Jesus has made a way for us to be sons and daughters of God. So we are able to be at peace with God. So in this case, the gospel of peace is each of us making a choice to be in right relationship with God and telling other people about it so we can be at peace with him. So it reminds me, what were we told to put on that involved peace? Shoes, yes, we we're told to put on our feet 
peace that comes from the good news so that we will be fully prepared. So in the passage we read, Paul is using this image of a soldier, and Joshua has a picture to put up for us, uh, that shows the kind of soldier that he would have been imagining. So this is a Roman soldier, um, and you can't quite see his feet, you can just about make them out. Um, And so this is what the soldier would have looked like when Paul was reminding the people and telling them to think of the armour that they would put on. This is kind of what they would have been thinking of. Um, So Isaac is going to bring something up for me. Have you got it there, Isaac? Thank you. So can you hold them up and show everybody what they are? Football boots. And I know these ones aren't yours, but you have football boots, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so why, why is it important um, that your football boots look like that? Um, so you can get grip yeah. on the ground. If you could point to the bit. These. Yeah. A wee bit higher. These studs on the bottom are really important, aren't they? Because they stop you from slipping and tripping. And it means you can run a bit faster, doesn't it, when you're on the football pitch? Yeah, thank you so much. Don't sit them up there. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so you're probably wondering, what do these football boots have to do with a Roman soldier? Now, you can see in the picture, or, sorry, Joshua. <laughs> in the picture, you could see that they didn't, the shoes they were wearing didn't really look much like this. But they have some really similar traits. So just like uh, these football boots, they had laces that would lace them up to make sure that they fitted nice and tightly to the soldier's feet because they often had to walk really, really long distances. Um, And they wouldn't want shoes that were falling off or that were slipping and giving them blisters and causing them pain. So they needed to make sure they were nice and tight fitting to their feet. Um, And also the really other important bit was the studs on the bottom. So is the other picture there, Joshua? Yeah. So you can see on the bottom of these ones, there's little studs on the bottom of their shoes. And that was really important because not only were they used, um, I suppose, in a defensive way, they were used offensively as well. So sometimes they were used as a weapon, and I'm sure that caused a lot of pain. But they were also really important to help the soldiers keep grip on the ground as they were covering lots and lots of distances. So these shoes were called uh, Caligae, um, and they they were fitted directly to each soldier and They were designed so that the soldiers could wear them in battle, they could wear them walking, and they could wear them for long periods of time. And so the importance of these shoes is that they allowed the soldiers to stand firm no matter what situation they were in. Whether it was traveling long distance or whether it was having to stand for periods of time, stand up against their enemy, they had the grip to do that with their shoes. And so we have been told to clothe our feet with the shoes of peace, of the gospel of peace, so that whether we're traveling through life or whether we're standing up for ourselves, standing up for what God says about us, we can stand firm with the good news of the gospel of peace. We can stand firm in the confidence of who God says he is and who God says that we are. We can stand firm in believing in what Jesus did for us. We can stand firm as we tell other people all about Jesus. And the soldiers needed to stand firm so they could protect themselves and protect the other people around them. And so sometimes standing firm looks like protecting. And we have to stand firm in protecting the peace that we have with God and knowing the good news, the gospel, that God loves us and wants us to know him. 
For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So what does it mean to be fully prepared or to be ready? We know that when we put on the peace of the gospel, we can stand firm. But how will we be fully prepared? Like we've said, the soldiers had to travel long distances and they weren't able to jump in a car or on a bus or ride a bike. They had to walk each step of the way and march for days and days on end to reach their battlefield. And they couldn't have done this if they weren't prepared with the right footwear. So just like when you get up to play football and you don't have the right shoes on, you're not going to do very well in your game, are you? You need to have the right footwear. And so we ready our feet with the gospel of peace. And that is what will sustain us throughout our lives. The gospel of peace is what helps us to endure. And that means it helps us to go on through each step of our lives. It's the foundation of our faith. And it's this that we can stand firm on. As we endure and journey through all the different seasons and challenges of life. The good times and the hard times. So what ways can we get ready? How can we prepare? So as we remembered what Lila taught us at the start of the summer, making rest a priority is key for this. It helps us be prepared. When we take times to rest, it helps us to be prepared for the more busy and harder times and the challenges that we all face. And if soldiers weren't ready with all their armor when they went into battle, they would be in real trouble. So we need times of preparation, of getting ready, and in times of rest, in times of peace, when we maybe go on holiday, when we take time off work or school, but also in smaller ways, when we make time in the morning or in the day to read our Bible, when we take some time to pray, when we take some time to stop in the middle of the day and have a moment where we listen to God, when we worship through music or in, in time in nature, And when we spend time with other people who love Jesus, like coming to church this morning, we need both the long times of rest and the everyday small habits and rhythms that allow us to be prepared and to be ready. And so these actions give us time with God. And in that time, we get to know more about who God is, about how much he loves us and what he did in sending his son Jesus to be our rescuer. We also learn more about what God says, what God says about who we are, that we are his children. And we could become a little bit more like him in the process. We become a little bit more like Jesus. We begin to see people the way he sees them. And it helps us to respond to difficult things because we all can be a bit forgetful. God loves us and he loves everyone, but sometimes we forget that. And we might not We might not realize we've forgotten it, but in the way that we respond, in the way that we talk to someone, in the way that we think about ourselves or speak to ourselves in our own mind, we act like we've forgotten who God has said that we are. And so each time we spend a bit of time with God, each time we read our Bible, each time we come together, we're reminding ourselves of who God says that we are. And we become just a little bit more of the person he created us to be. So put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So we put on peace. It is our foundation. It's what we stand on. Peace is even one of the names that Jesus has given in the Old Testament. He is the Prince of Peace. And while peace doesn't always mean being in a season of quiet and calm, 
where there's no trouble or hardness. It means in the midst of those seasons that we can remember to trust on the one who gives us the peace, that we can be at peace with our Father in heaven. And holding on to that peace is what gives us resilience. Protecting our peace starts with being rooted in our identity as his sons and as his daughters. And while there's more to it than just reading the Bible, that's a great place to start. As we read his word, he is constantly, the whole Bible is all about God's redemptive plan for us, all about his saving, his never giving up, never failing plan to bring us back into complete peace with him. So it's a really good place to start. And making time to listen as we read to what he wants to say to us through his word. Maybe you need to hear that you are loved and that you are worthy of love. Maybe you need to hear that you're valuable and have value to God. Or maybe you need to hear that you're seen and that God sees the situation that you're in. Whatever it is that you need, God always wants to speak into the moment that we're in. And it's also important that we are fil filter the things that can impact our identity, that, that have an effect on what we think about ourselves. And that can be what we watch, what we read, the people that we spend time with. All of these things help us to guard our peace. So making a habit of spending time with God in times of quiet and devotional times, in worship and reading our Bible, all of these things help us to protect our peace. God has given us the gospel of peace so that we can be at peace with him. We can have peace with God and know him as our heavenly father. We can stand firm on that, on who God is and who he says we are. We protect our peace when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And we can share this good news with everyone around us. So let me pray. Father, thank you that you are the giver of peace. That no matter what we're feeling this morning, no matter what we're facing, that it is your peace when we, we receive your peace when we spend time with you. When we trust in who you are and in who you say that we are. And so, Father, I thank you for each person in this room. And thank you for all those listening or connecting in in other ways. And we just ask this morning, God, would you fill us afresh, knowing that we are your sons, that we are your daughters, and that you truly and deeply love us more than we can understand. And so today, God, we leave this place standing firm on the good news that is the gospel of peace, ready to face what we have to face. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we praise you.